Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Revenue Podcast. This is Focus Friday's edition, and I am your host, Ethan Parker, and our other host, Brendan Dodge. As always, Brendan, what about this episode will folks find interesting? Uh, Folks will find this episode interesting if they are uh, struggling with uh, using their customer voice or their customer language in sales calls. Uh, we go, you go over a great framework um, to you go over a great framework that can help you be more customer centric when you're uh, asking questions or, or highlighting a particular uh, challenge or scenario that you're seeing in the marketplace. Yeah. And how you can you know, pull out some nuggets to use in that framework from things like case studies and, and that sort of thing. So um, good show. Hope it benefits everyone. And also small favor to ask. Those of you listening, if you've gotten any sort of value out of these um, Focus Friday sessions or other episodes of Revenue Podcast, it would mean the absolute world to Brendan and I if you wouldn't mind sharing an episode. Just whatever your favorite episode is, you could drop that to a friend, colleague, um, boss, whoever you thought, think might benefit. It would mean the absolute world to us. And without further ado, let's enjoy the show. Here we go, Focus Fridays. And what do uh, what do you want to dig into this week? Would love to dig into how we can leverage um, or how we can be more customer centric or use our customer voice more when we're on our sales presentations. Whether we're bringing up a sales presentation in the middle of the call while we're on a slide deck. Um, how can we leverage like what we have within the company, whether it's use cases, case studies, um, any sort of material like that? Um, is there a framework out there? Like, how can we leverage that and develop it into a customer centric way that we can deliver it to prospects? Great question. And uh, sorry about that sneeze there. I'm a little, uh, little sniffly today. So for those listening, apologies. But <clears throat> great question. <clears throat> And this is, um, I think this gets overanalyzed like a lot. And most of the time, like why, let's talk about like why this matters a little bit. Most of the time when folks are reaching out to schedule these meetings, right? It's it's very value-based. Like, hey, saw that you do this. Um, focus I'm hearing from some other folks or ABC, XYZ. So-and-so has been able to do blah, 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 blah. You know, would it be helpful to share more, right? And so it's like these insights we're promising and prospecting. And then sellers and sometimes feel this has to be some complicated KPIs, metrics, numbers of like, like that's not like that's not what a case study has to be. And that's, that's definitely not what insights are. Um, Gardner did a huge like research study on this and talked to tons of CEOs, CIOs, CISOs, et cetera, and like asked them, you know, what what do you what do you want to see on a sales call to make this worth your time? And they all said a resounding like, show me what world class looks like. So sharing what folks are doing to beat status quo and how folks are getting the job done, what they've seen and challenges they had, how they dealt with that, and, and then the outcomes thereof, um, those are all insights. Okay, so some people have really great case studies that marketing has done for you. They kind of walk through that, 
and your job's really easy. And then a lot of us are in boats where maybe you don't have any case studies as a startup and you don't have any yet, or you only have a couple and they're kind of, you know, maybe not the best, or you have a bunch, but they're, they're kind of shitty or it's very much a I language and my language and about the company versus the customer. So I don't know. I mean, this is this, this framework is going to answer your question. I don't know if there's a way to like step-by-step go through the case study and and get this, but I think with this framework, you, you should be able to kind of lay this out. And this goes back to, you know, what we teach in outbound squad with Jason Um, on the prospecting side, the same is true for discovery and storytelling, you know, in the sales cycle. And that's, starts with, we have everyone create a messaging matrix. So before we're doing any outreach to anyone, we have a messaging matrix built. And what a messaging matrix will, what you'll have when you have a messaging matrix is you'll have the persona that we're selling to. So just to make things simple, let's call it a VP of marketing. And your industry vertical that you're selling into, like it should be specific for that persona and that vertical. And we'll have, you know, three priorities that that persona cares about. And just to give like an actual example, let's say it's an ABM platform and we're selling to VPs of marketing and one of their priorities are, you know, better conversions on their target accounts. That's a pretty universally true statement, right? So that's, that's kind of uh, the priority. And we have three of those, right? Two or three, the priorities top of mind of that persona. And then what we want to dig into next is like, what is the current state? how do they get the job done here today? Like without you, without your thing, without your service, without your product, how are they getting the job done on those priorities? What are they doing to drive those outcomes? And then the next step is, you know, what problems bubble up? What gets in the way with the current state and the current solution? What gets in the way of them hitting their targets or makes it harder to hit their targets, et cetera. And then the last is kind of like, where do they want to go? What are their aspirations? What would they prefer their current state look like? What is their magic wand situation? And so if we kind of walk through that for those three priorities, what we'll have is a matrix. And we'll have for all those priorities, we have how people are getting the job done, what problems happen, and how they would prefer it to be. Now, through that lens, we can take that same framework and go to our case studies, go to a customer interview, go talk to our CS team, and we can ask questions along those lines to fill in those holes. Or if you're reviewing um, a case study, you can be thinking about those, okay, what are they trying to do here? What was this company trying to do? What, was, what were the outcomes they were looking to drive? Okay, cool, we got their priorities. And how were they getting the job done before? Some case studies don't have that in there, so hopefully yours does. You might have to talk to a customer CS though. <laughs> and um, and, you know, go through that same path I just went through as you're going through the case study. If you do that, that will then put you in a position when you're on these sales calls, you can do what we call looping. So I'm always looping everything back to the bigger initiative and the bigger thing, the problems, building the gap, et cetera. So, oh, interesting. Brendan, you mentioned earlier, you know, you were trying to increase your, your penetration percentage on your top 100 accounts by 25% over the next 12 months through you know, an upsell campaign, but um, you also mentioned you kind of have a small team currently. One thing you know that we hear from other marketing leaders like yourself, Brendan, whenever they're trying to really kind of up the content they're putting out and have a more strategic advertising approach is um, that content creation can become very, very um, time consuming. And 
you either have to like hire folks or work with an agency or you know, something done. I, how are you thinking about, you know, getting the content created for all these campaigns that you're, you're looking to run to achieve that? Right. So that's how we take, that's how we take a customer story. We take what other people are experiencing and we put that into their language. And then we ask a question. That's like a mini story. It doesn't have to be this one thing that you tell this really belabored story of, of what someone went through, but that's how you incorporate your customer voice and use that framework from the information you pull from case studies to then deploy that into your discovery calls. It's amazing. Like how you, the way that you, if you just ask the question right there without kind of like providing that uh, additional context, um, I don't know, just like hearing on the, on the receiving end of it, like you're highlighting challenges and I'm like, uh, I'm not a VP of marketing of marketing, but, um, like, I feel like you're coming across very like consultative and this, this person understands me. I'm going to trust him with the information that I'm experiencing because I feel like he could potentially solve this or make things better. Um, so it's yeah. really, and, and by no means did you leverage uh, language that are I or your company's name. It was very on the spotlight and focus of what you're seeing, what, you know, you're removing that very I centric language out of it, which I think is extremely important there. Yeah. And I'm never going to ask a question about a challenge. Just ask if they're experiencing that. No one wants to, no one, no one really wants to like just admit that willy nilly. Um, but when I frame it from, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. Other folks are saying they're dealing with, how are you going to deal with that? Mm-hmm. They have the opportunity to correct me and tell me that's not a problem. Or, you know, in this specific case I chose to use, that was from a real sales call. And when I said that statement, he was like, well, Ethan, to be honest, I, uh, I hadn't thought about that. I will, uh, I will have to hire some folks. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I brought that up is because we can solve for that too. You know, um, yeah. we can make his life easier with that. Right. So anyway, that's how you, that's, that's really, that's all there is to it. Go through, make yourself a little messaging matrix, figure out those items I walked through earlier. And then you just loop that in your discovery calls. And it doesn't stop on the first call. Keep going in the demo. Discovery never stops all the way to the end. And that's how you continue to loop that and continue to get really good quality answers, have good quality conversations with your prospects and continue to establish that business acumen that you just, mention and build the trust and credibility there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one final note on that piece, it's okay to make an assumption in that context and be off or be wrong with it because sometimes, most of the times you'll get corrected too. Hey, I'm actually not focused on the conversion rate, but I am focused on this. So you'll, you may even get some more information that way too, but uh, you don't have to be hundred percent right you know, show that you've done your uh, homework, your research, use the customer language, and uh, you'll see um, a lot more positive answers and reactions from you know, the people that you're speaking with. Yep. Yep. All right. I think that's a wrap. Awesome, man. See you next week, folks. Peace. See you, everybody.